Spielman and Hooley, We Tackle Life podcast. Uh, the reason for the dinner was it, they're invested, right? They, they have to make it. It was fun. It was fun for them to do. I think they enjoyed the experience. And the entertainment was was fun. And that turned into competitions, of course. And they all competed very well. Actually, I gave them all a grade sheet at the end of the week uh, and, and rated them as uh, what, you know, one of the guy that won first team all vacation dominant in spike ball. First team uh, all vacation. Yeah, that, I, I gave him honorable <laughs> mention. First team. I- <laughs> that was such a great open, Mr. Spielman, that I didn't change it because I got such phenomenal reaction to it. First team all vacation. You might have started a trend. Well, I, I thought it was mandatory in every house. Oh, Apparently not. It might become that now. Should be. Should have trademarked it. Number one is really uh, upset that number three uh, is first team all vacation in. For those of you that aren't listening regularly, uh, the Vultures. Otherwise known as the boyfriends of Spiel's uh, yeah. many girls. In his yes. Um, or I have them all ranked. And they ask where they're ranked. And is there any chance of moving up, moving down? Just keep hanging in there. Keep Give hanging great in there. effort. a way to keep them accountable. Welcome to a Friday edition, a July 3rd edition of the We <laughs> By Tackle By the way, Life if you come to pick up one of my girls, and this is not only for my Vultures, but all you guys is a... Uh, your vultures out there, mm-hmm. um, advise the young men, let them know the, the standards and the guidelines that do not text her to come out to your car <laughs> or do not beep the horn. Honk the horn. Do yeah, not do not that. not good. Do not do that. So, um, and none of my vultures do that. One did it once Ooh. by mistake. He didn't, it, it just, I just had to explain what the, the guidelines were. Well, by mistake, meaning he like leaned over to check something and accidentally no, bumped I, the horn, I, or by I, mistake, I, like he made a big mistake put, by honking I the horn. I put it on the minion, not telling him yeah. what the rules All, are. As the minion are, is the actual daughter, <laughs> Vulture is the boyfriend. Just keep they, our, keep uh, our uh, terms straight. Yes, today. well, I know you uh, you understand and speak, Chris, so I that's do, good. Yes, of course, I do. Fantastic. Well, Four um, winners today, too. Four winners today in COVID-19 relief. That's phenomenal. We appreciate everybody who's nominated somebody at SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have um, lots of NFL stuff to get to, stuff in the intersection of COVID and sports, mm-hmm. and we have an Ivy League announcement coming up next week, July the 8th, which is Wednesday. The Ivy League is going to announce what it's going to do for football in the fall. So how applicable <laughs> it's not. W- will or should the Ivy League's decision on football be, given that they live in a different world than uh, Power 5 conferences because the Ivy League does not give athletic scholarships? Yeah. Uh, I think the Ivy League, and it might be smart move on their part, is to move football into the spring. I think that's a very real possibility. Okay, I saw and, today somebody's advocating, some coaches advocating they move college basketball season to Rick Patino, I think, or maybe it's Richard Patino, to the spring. move it to January. Started in January. Yeah, I think. I mean, if it's true, and our doctor friend who's on the front lines, it's just not somebody that we read or report that we read. This no. is somebody that uh, Bruce directly speaks with on a regular basis. And he's involved with one of the big companies in town and one of the big healthcare companies, and he's um, he's a, he's a very reputable. In the, yeah, involved in this. What he says is not BS, in other words. No. And if it's true, which I'm going to believe it's true because you tell me and you're a, you're a truth factory. Well, you you're can judge fa- it, too, because I've sent you his text, his yeah. COVID-19 updates. Yeah. You can judge his veracity right. from that. Right, so I'll, I'll, yeah, and that he is uh, of the belief that in October, 
And this is something to celebrate. You won't see this on a press conference or uh, you won't see this being reported because it's actually great news. Uh, the two things that he reports, and I think it's worth repeating, what we repeated on Wednesday is that when younger people get this, it's actually not such bad news or more people test for the antibodies. That's not really bad news. That's good news because then you're moving more toward a herd immunity. And the other thing that he has been saying is that there are two vaccines now in production that are going to be released in October. And so I'm kind of, I, I don't have a problem uh, with moving things, moving college basketball to junior. I really don't because mm -hmm. uh, it's a one month. So if that can make a difference. And, kind of basically when people around here start paying attention to basketball yeah. anyway. So, but the Ivy League, I think, is in, you know, of course the Ivy League is, is uh, I would say, on the liberal side of thinking and probably more, uh, I, and I don't say this in a negative way, but more woke than any other conference mm -hmm. in college uh, football. The Ivy League, it's probably, uh, would be smart for them first to get a lot of attention on the Ivy League. I know I'd pay attention to a football game in the Ivy League if it was played in the spring. Yeah, it's the only if, time you'd pay if, attention. If that, between that and watching uh, – uh, baseball, I'd certainly choose Ivy League football over ball one, strike two. Hey, I had dinner last night at Old Callahan's and had the Irish stew and uh, meat pie or that whatever. That actually calls to mind a very funny Shepherd's scenario. Shepherd's pie. <laughs> so watching, if we could make it happen, like you do a game with Vin Scully, who spins a prolonged yarn over an entire inning, and you yeah. who are schooled as an announcer in making your point in getting out. seven, eight seconds yeah. between plays and getting out of the way. That's the beauty and the difference of in the versatility of a Tom Brenneman or Sean McDonough, who are play-by-play -play guys for both baseball mm -hmm. and football, and they're able to adjust and do basketball in between. But here's another thing I heard, Bruce, and I don't know how much truth there is to this. This is from somebody loosely connected with Ohio State football and loosely connected with the Big Ten. There's a thought out there that with college football, you only play the Big Ten season mm -hmm. and you eliminate the non-conference games. Okay. Your thoughts, sir? I've heard that. Um, I'd be okay with that, except you can't play a round robin because you're not going to play 13 games. And so, and you're also going to kill, what, the budget of the schools that Yeah, I mean, the Bowling play. Greens and who's the other Patsy they got coming in here from Ohio? Is it Toledo <laughs> this year or Kent State? I forget who it is. Talon's up. Talon's up. Bowling <laughs> Green. Hey, uh, Bowling Green has come close twice to knocking off Ohio State in Ohio Stadium uh, in the Josh Harris era. Yeah. Uh, mysterious non-fumble at midfield late in the game when BG was mean, down a mysterious? touchdown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mysterious, like, oh, my gosh, Bill, BG gets this, they might win. Uh, and in the uh, early on in the John Cooper era, when Gary Blackney was at BG, uh, they yeah. knocked – they knocked Kirk Herbstreit out of the game. Yeah, they knocked, knocked Herbie, Herbie out of the knocked Herbie out of the game, and I believe <laughs> freshman Bob Hoying had to step in. Not Bobby, Bobby, Bob, but Bobby was just you know that early in his career was not quite what not near what Bobby became later on. So uh, I think that was seventeen something. That was when our friend. Uh, that was when Cade Stover's dad Trevor was on the BG Falcons as a linebacker. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so BG. I don't want to disparage BG, which is always. I love the BG uniforms. They yeah. figure out how to do orange and brown uniforms, and the Cleveland Browns still have not figured <laughs> it out. 
And uh, a huge statement uh, by the NFL. Um, Just before, now? No. Well, okay. with league report, you didn't know this this morning. Re- the league reportedly deciding to play the Black National Anthem before every uh, week one game, lift every voice and sing, which is often referred to as the Black National Anthem, okay. will be played before the Star Spangled ba- Banner prior to every game in the first week of the season According to ESPN, it was originally written as a poem by African-American civil rights leader James Weldon Johnson in 1899, later set to music by his brother John Rosamond Johnson. It was the first performed public art of celebration, Abraham Lincoln's birthday on February 12, 1900, according to the NAACP. So that uh, is news, and uh, I have no problem with that. Sounds good with me. Does that mean we can continue with the... Recognized national anthem by Francis Scott Key, even though the verse no one knows is apparently a racist verse. Verse three. What did, apparently, there's a third verse to the na- there. I mean, I knew there were multiple verses to the know. national anthem, but the third verse, I guess, makes some a uh, reference to uh, slavery or servanthood or something no, like I don't that. Know. So, I mean, can we continue with the recognized national anthem? Uh, Just as long as we don't have to play John Lennon's Imagine. Yeah, which I know there's a <laughs> there a movement afoot by some, probably by the same people who want to name Columbus Flavor Town. Uh, Flavor Flav. No, that's for Guy Fieri. Oh, why uh, is he from here? Yeah, I guess. I didn't know that. Although I've never once seen a Columbus establishment on his diners, drive-ins, and dives. I, I don't know. I mean, it hasn't been on. I'm just saying I haven't seen it. So I don't. I, I think that's a, actually a pretty good that's idea. A good, that's I, a good compromise. I like it. I like the Canadian national anthem. I'm, I'm fine. For two, the two uh, national anthems is not cumbersome to for, me. That's for fine. the uh, hockey game. Well, you being a singer, I wish we could uh, all be a. Oh, I don't know. A United States of America <laughs> have one national. anthem. We are where we are, and you, we are where we and are. And you meet where you are. You do that's, what you do. Uh, like I say, as much as is possible, try to live at peace with all men. And if that makes peace, great. I'm all about it. Yeah. Good. All about it. I'm, what about the I'm Washington? I'm so impressed Ra- with. Well, I, I can't wait no to hear your stance on this one. I mean, I just no the me, Washington Redskins. No, I know, but the uh, double anthem will just give me longer to make a sandwich. There you go. You know, dialed in. Will Fox cover? Oh, they'll cover. Obviously, they'll cover it the first time. I think it's only for week one. Oh, that's okay. that's how I read it. Now I I might, I might have read do it, it every wrong. Week. I, Why wouldn't you do it every week? I mean, I'd, that to me seems like you're dangling a carrot in front of somebody and then you're yanking it away. I, I would do it every week. I would too. And or I wouldn't do it at all. I don't need the national anthem before a game. Do you? I don't need it. I think it's a nice touch mm-hmm. to pay homage to the country that gave us freedom and yeah. liberty and all kinds of things that no other country in the world Yeah. Uh, best way to aspires do. to notice I said aspires yeah. to it's an ideal we're committed to ideals that no one else is committed to but we have not yet perfected those ideals it's and been a constant we'll striving never, over 200 years we will never perfect those no, ideas we will not. and just like you'll never perfect being a Christian that's right <laughs> it's, you're not Amen going to, to not, that you're not going to perfect it but you can continue to try to reach that perfection I'm probably not per- I'm probably demonstrating right now my lack of perfection you're the actually closest thing to a perfect Christian that I've ever met yeah. <laughs> just ask you no that's definitely not true <laughs> I know all right so the Washington Redskins all right, what do you got Bruce Here FedEx which uh must have kicked in a big check for uh, the field to be named FedEx field FedEx is urging Daniel Snyder 
owner of the Washington Redskins, to change the name. If the Redskins' name is ever going to be changed, this is the time. Now's the time. Now's the time that it'll happen. Yes, it is. Maybe Chase Young and Dwayne Haskins as the leaders on offense and defense will step forward and offer an opinion. Uh, Chase Young is not a leader on defense. He hasn't even been to the facility yet because the facility's been closed. So... If he's not a leader on defense, they're going to be in big trouble because they okay. invested a lot in him. Well, all right, but it, well, we can get into the argument that yeah, I know you what know, you mean. You yeah. got to pl- you got to. You and I have said and agreed. Leaders are the people who produce. Right. I think Dwayne Haskins is growing into that leadership mm-hmm. role, and every report that I've heard is he's lost a bunch of weight. But anyway, that's not the topic we're on right now. No. I was thinking about this, and so FedEx makes a formal request. Mm-hmm. Uh Daniel Snyder, and Daniel Snyder is not one to be swayed easily. He as has you know. said, basically, over my dead body, yeah. changing the name of that team. So, you know, and I think that, you know, maybe he'll, I don't know if he'll reconsider being in the current uh, circumstances in our country, whether he'll reconsider changing the name from the Washington Redskins to whatever he deems fit or whatever the fans want. Uh, I would be surprised if he does. Uh, I, before this, I th- I said there would be a 0% chance of what I know about Daniel Snyder, and this is not an indictment on Daniel Snyder, mm-hmm. or a, uh, or I'm not uh, endorsing Daniel Snyder. I'm just saying this is what I know about him, uh, that he's not easily swayed. Now, before this, 0% of chancing. With this, I would probably say I would all go all the way to 50% that he changes I would name. agree with that. I'd go all the way to 50 Now, I'm sitting here, and I'm trying to think, okay, well, what could you name it? And then there's a couple other scenarios that could happen. Uh, name the team? Yeah. Well, before we get to that, I think there, there are two distinct possibilities that would allow Dan Snyder to not change the name to Redskins. Number one, he could sell the team. This gives the hot mess yeah, that, to somebody else. That ain't happening. Okay, number two, he could drop FedEx. He could work out a deal, and he could say, well, okay, fine. Well, let's just negotiate some kind of a buyout here, and I'll go find another sponsor yeah. if I need one. He's a billionaire. I don't think he needs another sponsor. Uh, so I don't know if any other company would step up and take it. Mm, I not, not now. Maybe not. Not now. Maybe not. But that's those are two possible you, scenarios. You missed a third possibility. Change the name. Or if I'm FedEx, buy, buy yourself out of it. Yeah. FedEx did this. One, I, I don't know their true intention or motivation, but what can be the result, right? Well, FedEx doesn't want to be seen as a racist company, right. and they can be accused without proof that they're a racist company by putting their name on a stadium. Yeah, guilt by association. FedEx yeah. is doing it because they don't want the bad pub. And there are a lot of companies now, Amazon and a lot of others are doing stuff that you do stuff so that you hopefully don't become a target of the protest riotous right. movements out there. You yeah. don't get... And so they're being know, proactive. They're burning statues. They'll eventually run out of statues and then they'll come for your company. That's the fear. That's the fear, sure, I and it. I think it's based in fact because yeah, that seems to be it. what they do. I get it. So, I get why FedEx made that request I do too. So could you name it? Because uh, I'm sitting here thinking, well, I got a couple of names that you know they could probably go with uh, the Washington diplomats, the Washington. You can't say Washington generals because everybody thinks of a hapless team, and generals is probably I've got a, a bunch military of standard, and that's probably not 
politically correct. Soldiers, the Washington no, soldiers, listen. what? Washington what? The Washington filibusters. Washington filibusters. The Washington partisans. The Washington partisans. The Washington spoiled babies. I think mine have a better chance. The Washington lack of communicators. The Washington do-nothings. The, the, the Washington... Grand disappointments. The, the Washington, Washington grand disappointments. The Washington make-up crap as we go. Yeah. The Washington <laughs> money spenders. <laughs> Washington taxers. <laughs> That's it. The, the Washington, Washington frauds. No, it's the regulators. Yeah. The regulators. The regulators. The Washington regulators. regulators. Or oh, the perfect one, yeah. which I can't believe... That we have this didn't pop first into mind. There's if you think of Washington D.C., it's yeah. the Washington bureaucrats. Yeah, the Washington power hungry bureaucrats. Yeah, like yeah. That. I mean, yeah, you can put the power hungry. You can have. Um, I can think of the the Washington symbol. All talking, no actions. Yeah. Uh, t- talking down to people and do as I say, not as I do. I mean, Washington it'd be perfect. Entitled. Yeah, the entitles. But the bureaucrats and then be hey. Uh, Chris, what game are you going to? Well, I got the Lions and the Kratz. Yeah, I got the Lions and the Kratz. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I like so it. So there you go. We've offered a spate of suggestions there for Daniel nice, Snyder. Nice if he's spate. Like to Tell the people what that means. I know what it means, an, of course. Array. An assortment. Ray who? <laughs> array. Oh, Array. Yeah. I played with Array. A couple of them. Uh, here's uh, the latest in coronavirus sports intersection. Michigan has tested, according to Brett McMurphy at Stadium, Michigan has tested 322 student-athletes. Two have tested positive. Shut it down! Shut it down! Boston College has tested 93 football players. One has tested positive. Shut that down! USC says almost all classes will be, quote, exclusively or primarily online this fall. Okay. And the University of Cincinnati Athletic Department has launched some kind of a fund to keep its athletic department afloat amid... Expected budget shortfalls because of mm-hmm. COVID nineteen. And speaking of that, before we get to it, a reminder: auiinfo.com is how you can avoid budget shortfalls. Because if you're spending too much on health insurance, AUI will line you up with a better company. Get all the questions answered, all the information you need to make a purposeful and prudent decision on offering health care to your employees. It's an important thing to offer because it tends to lock your employees in longer and you don't want to spend a bunch of time looking for new employees. You want to take care of the ones that you have and AUI will not charge you more than you're paying because they line it up and the insurance company pays them. They can also help you with HR issues, which, you know, I heard the other day, there's some new company out there that gives you an HR uh, specialist for a fee per month. And you're like, wait a second. I don't know if I can afford that. Talk with Julie at AUI. She's their HR expert, AUI info license to any help, any small business, any business, any individual in the state of Ohio, auiinfo.com. Ask yeah. for Chrissy. She's the, uh, the wonderkin that runs hey, auiinfo.com. Uh, I, I work with the company real quick while we're mm-hmm. doing this. Besides the CBD, which I put on my back this morning, cause my back was a little tight. Mm-hmm. CBD.com, all that. Uh, Volunteer Energy, Bruce, has helped with the contributions. Yeah. By the way, great service. So if you're interested in new energy, volunteer. Check it out. I deal with Rick, who's the owner, and Jerry. They're a family-owned business. For your energy needs, check them out. They've helped with COVID-19. Uh, they've um, the, the contract, I work with them, and mm-hmm. they want me to put some of the proceeds, and I gladly do so, toward uh, COVID-19 relief. Excellent. Remember, we're carrying this on for 40 weeks. Mm-hmm. 
We missed a week last week. Uh, we're going to we do it now. We didn't miss. We just stopped it because you were on vacation. Yeah, and thank you. That was thoughtful of you because Carrie had a billion things going on. Yeah. Uh, all right. She had to sort out the votes on all vacation, for one. No, she had no say. Well, she had a say, but I am I'm king and ruler. There's no bureaucracy. In Supreme the- ruler. <laughs> All you can be. You might as well name me. You're still allowed to be. I'm (laughs) Oon. So we draw four names every Friday, $250 each. Mr. Spielman has the cards out of the bucket. We appreciate your nominations to Spielman Hooley Podcast at gmail.com. Lindsay. Our winners are uh, Lindsay Renzotti, who nominated, uh, I believe, her husband, which is fine. Uh, He's a nurse at OSU, probably uh, slammed with work. Yeah, COVID test yesterday, 1401. It's a high, but death rate continues to go down. Matt Winters, yep, um, who was nominating uh, the Tin Roof Cantina in Atlanta. So thank you for that, uh, Matt. Yes, you don't have to be from Ohio. Kimberly uh, Miranda for her husband. That's perfectly fine. Nominate a family member. And Chad Dyer uh, for his former wife, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, Nice to have, uh, you know. A great relationship with your former spouse sure. and nominate them. So $250 to each of those. $250 each. Fantastic. Uh, the American Association of Pediatrics, did we mention this the other day? 67,000 doctors uh, say that uh, children need to be in school this fall, that they're 20 times more likely to die of the flu, which is a concern no one has uh, on an annual basis than they are from COVID. Uh, I heard a stat the other day that, College-age kids are more likely, and high school-age kids are more likely to die in a car accident driving to school than they are from COVID. Doesn't mean they're more likely to die in a car accident than get COVID. It means they're more likely to die in a car accident than they are to die from COVID. So we're going to have Buckeye football players organized workouts are coming up. Now they're quote-unquote voluntary, ha-ha-ha. But they're... um, our budget shortfalls throughout the Big Ten. Doug Maurice, Cleveland.com, uh, wrote a story that is on Cleveland.com right now. OSU has not OSU has not said how much it projects its budget shortfall in athletics to be. Michael Drake, the outgoing president, said mm-hmm. three hundred million for the university. Gene Smith says they're discussing some cost containment measures inside the department. They got ten million bucks in the bank, which is astounding to me that they don't have more than that. But uh, it's an expensive proposition over there. Sure. Football makes about 55-ish million off ticket revenue. If they have to cut people in the stadium from 100,000 to 20,000, it's pretty easy to do the math on that. That's an 80% reduction or if they get it up to 40 or 50,000, which Gene has said they might. You know what I would do? And I saw Kirk Ferentz and Jim Harbaugh take the lead on this. Mm-hmm. If I were Ryan Day or those guys, I would take, I think, I think uh, Kirk took a twenty percent pay cut. Mm-hmm. Jim took a fifteen percent pay mm-hmm. cut. If I were Ryan Day, I would say, "What's Ryan making?" By the way, uh, Ryan seven? this year's like right at somewhere between five, six, seven, somewhere. In so there. with five the, to seven. with the shortfall, what I would do is, I would try to negotiate. All right, pay me three this year. I'll make up four. On the back end, mm-hmm. somewhere, mm-hmm. and when we're, we're we're healthier, budget wise, or or just say, pay me three this year. I'll donate a million back to the athletic department. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make sense? 
Well, I can't tell. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't want. You I'm and I like, always I, say. I don't want to tell other right. people what to do with their money. I'm just offering a suggestion. It seems uh, to the average person, it would seem that if you're making six million dollars a year, you would be able to be just fine on three million. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know I don't, either. I don't want to tell anyone I, I, to do. I don't know. Money. I don't want to tell anybody what to do with their money. But if it's possible. I think the one, th- but you can defer a payment. Uh, yeah. We just had a story on Wednesday, and I saw many stories on this. With Bobby Bonilla, was every July first was getting a one point two million dollars yep. for t- how many years? Twenty eight years or something? Like, yeah, it's crazy. So I, I'm I'm saying that if if I'm Ryan Day, and I'm just saying Ryan Day because we're in Columbus, we're Ohio State, we yep. cover Ohio State. Any coach uh, in college that's making a significant amount of money and can afford it, can you? Maybe take a million dollars of this year's money that you're owed, donate it to the athletic department, and then pick it up in down the road. And so that's that's something that I would consider if we're all in this together, which depends on who you talk to or what together means in some people's <laughs> definitions of what that is. But I think that's a, one area that I, I would look at and maybe going to my coaches if I were Gene and all my coaches over a million dollars, and I would do it percentage-wise. Like, I'm not going to ask, um, who's our women's back, Kevin uh, or women's Kevin back? McGuff. Kevin McGuff. I'm not going to ask Kevin, hey, give me a million dollars. No, because that's probably what he's making. I'm saying, here's Kevin, can you give me a hundred or 100000 back toward your yeah. program so we can have some relief for the women's basketball program? Now, you can't do that at, at all schools, like as we saw – Bowling Green, and this might be a trend in the future. I don't know. Did you know that Bowling Green baseball is now back? It is back. Yeah, the alumna. Isn't that cool? Isn't that a cool story? Isn't that a cool story? Great story, yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe we go that direction with some of these non revenue sports. I don't know, but I just think if you're talking about a total athletic budget shortfall, coaches within the programs that are, are well paid, if you can afford to not pick up a million four or five years from now, do a Bobby Bonilla deferred payment mm-hmm. and put it back into the athletic department. That's maybe something that I would explore. Yeah. Kirk Ferentz and Fran McCaffrey are taking 15% pay cuts at Iowa. Here's what I'd do with McCaffrey. I'd say every time you get red-faced on the sideline, that's a $10,000 donation back to the athletic department. And by the end of the year, <laughs> you're, you're in the black. He'd be at zero. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of 15% off, Hemisphere Coffee Roasters gives you 15% off when you use the promo code we tackle life in all caps, Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. Now that Spiels is back from vacation, is the best thing being back from vacation, you get Hemisphere. In well, it. yeah. Well, yeah, because I finally got some from you that you wouldn't run it out to me so I can take it on vacation. So I had to drink the hard gasoline. Is this where we need to talk about uh, the Bruce, faith, come portion, out. faith portion of the podcast Bruce, about not lying? Bruce, come out. No. I, <laughs> I offered <laughs> to bring it to you. No, and I said, okay, come. I'm here. And what then? What happened? I don't remember. Did Katie somebody was watching TV? Apparently, you can't drive without Katie. Well, I thought Katie was going to come with me, but she didn't. No, she didn't. And you I, didn't get your coffee. Well, Hemisphere, you had to drink bad coffee on vacation. Tell Hemisphere, it ruined your whole vacation. Will you please tell Hemisphere that it is your fault that I had to drink this? Is why, <laughs> this is why I did not make first team all vacation. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> you weren't even on the list. So anyway, Hemisphere buys direct from growers in an assortment of foreign countries. They do great things for those growers who do great things in their community. So when you support Hemisphere, you're supporting people around the world, and you're drinking great coffee. It's a win-win. HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. But here's the deal at Iowa. McCaffrey and Ferentz are taking 15% pay cuts. Gary Barta, the AD, is taking a 30% pay cut. Now, who do you think makes more, McCaffrey or Ferentz? Yeah, I don't know what Gary makes. Who do you think's got the biggest bonus clauses in Ferentz, their contract? It isn't Gary Barta. I think Ferentz, I would say Ferentz, if if I would guess $3 million. Oh, he's making more than that. Okay, so 15% of $3 million is what? Uh, don't, 10%, make, don't make me do math. This 10% million. of $3 million is 300000 300000 bucks. Okay, so 15%, hundred fifty. so that'd be 450000 Half a million bucks. Ferentz is making more than $3 million, I guarantee I, I just you. used that... He's probably making As a six. Number. So it's like a twenty-time Big Ten coach of the year. So that's, I, I mean, you know that that I think that's one way that if I were part of a university and Kirk Ferentz has done a lot for Iowa, he's given a million, he's given tons, yes, he tons has. Kirk of Ferentz, millions of dollars to Iowa, and so I I think if you want to invest in your athletic departments, you ask your coaches that are making these big dollars that you've rewarded them mm-hmm. with and they've earned. To defer payments into the future. That's that's what I would here's do. Here's the other thing I'd do as an AD, and I don't know if you can do this contractually, but here's what I would do. I'd go to a call meeting of all my coaches, and I'd say, hey, nobody's getting bonuses this year for winning. You're supposed to win. I'd do away with all bonuses, period. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to win, people. You're here to win. I love Jim Brown, the former golf coach at Ohio State. One year I was doing a story on bonuses and I called Brownie who'd won like 21 Big Ten championships yeah. and I said Did you ever get a bonus for winning he goes no why would I get a bonus for winning I'm supposed to win mm-hmm. that's what I'm here for good man by the way good man Jim Brown so there you go uh, but here budget shortfalls throughout the Big Ten and I, I have a fix for this one Indiana projects a 12 million dollar cost savings for uh, 2021 600000 from Tom Allen and men's basketball coach Archie Miller. Tom Allen's a football coach. Mm-hmm. Donating 10% back. I could whack another at least a couple dollars off their budget. Easy. I'd eliminate the candy pants warm-ups. No, I keep basketball. Those. You team. can't eliminate You're tradition. You're not getting those. No, no, those are out. Done. I love those. I'm getting rid of those. those. Those, to me, I'm being dead serious. When I see those go on, come onto the court. Get sick to your stomach? No. Oh, I was just giving I you my actually, reaction. I actually... That oozes tradition in winning. It, in it oozes. It oozes something, but I, I'm not sure it's tradition. I would like. I want Indiana to be good. Then I would love to go to. Is it Alumni Hall? Is that the name of the stadium? It's, uh, Assembly Hall. Assembly Hall. Yes. I would love to go to Assembly Hall for a basketball game. You would. You're. Is it? I no. Be, I don't know you'd anybody. Harken back. You'd feel right at home. It'd be just like that little bungalow you grew up in. <laughs> in your impoverished youth. Yes. Wasn't impoverished. But it, it was You and Rick had to share a bedroom. That's true. And you'll feel close and quarters that. in Assembly Hall where there's yeah, no I, room to do anything. So there no uh, social distancing going on in the Assembly Hall? No, there's not. Uh Purdue Athletic Director Mike Bobinski, formerly of Xavier, uh said he's been told to cut ten million dollars from his twenty twenty one budget. Uh based on twenty five percent capacity for football. Uh Nebraska reducing expenses by ten percent. So 10% cut to administrative positions throughout the department. That means they're laying people off. Imagine that, laying people off in an athletic department. Yikes. Uh, Minnesota bracing for a double-digit 
cut. They estimate they will lose $10 million uh, even if games return in the fall. $30 million with no fan attendance and a $75 million loss if there are no sports through the end of 2020. Just yeah. through the end of 2020, just football and basketball. Yeah. So, one, I mean, I, I would look at all different ways. One way is in the Big Ten. I don't know if you can do this. I know the MAC does this. Same-day travel. Just do same-day travel. I think Leave in the morning. be fun. Get a sleeper, a couple sleeper buses, and just do it. Off you go. Ohio State spends That would 30... affect the line, though, to be honest with you. Yeah, it would. Sure it would. You know, I'm sorry. Uh, the other day, you uh, said something to me, and I totally missed it in listening to the podcast back again. Well, that's not on normal. No, it you, isn't. You don't miss I, very I just, crucial, I don't, bright, I don't often articulate points. That's just what's different is I'm apologizing for it this time. Or, or admit, yeah. And I'm admitting often, my failure, which very rarely happens. <laughs> <laughs> this might be a first. <laughs> no, no, it's not a first, but it's so a, maybe a second. It's a rare treat for our listeners. <laughs> you said we were talking about the Seahawks and same day travel. And I picked the Seahawks because they're way up there in the northwest corner of the America. It's the hardest place to get to. And you said, what does Vegas think about that? And I processed it in my mind like, the Vegas Raiders. Yeah. You meant odds makers. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody listening was going, duh. So I do recognize that I missed your point. Sorry yeah. about that. Well, it's, I'm used to it, but. <laughs> everybody who talks to you is used to it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, coaching salaries. Ohio State spends $33 million. They spend $22 million on scholarships. I just found that interesting that they spend $11 million more on coaches than they do on scholarships across the board. You might have, uh, if you're over on campus, you might have noticed they're building a big old tennis center uh, for Ty Tucker's yeah. program. And, boy, Ty Tucker's done. What a job that guy's done. Ty He's amazing. Tom Ryan, wrestling yeah, program. Boy, you ain't kidding. Uh, the Ty Tucker Tennis Center is on schedule and on budget, but they were going to build a lacrosse stadium, and they have tabled that. Well, the other thing you can do also, too, is... These all from a Cleveland.com story by Doug Lamarice. Good job, Doug. The other thing that... Uh, was he the one that was in here? He was not in here. He was on Zoom. Well, he wouldn't come out? He, he wouldn't, wouldn't come out. No. Why? I don't know. Didn't fit his schedule. I appreciated that he joined. Wow, half the effort, Doug. Okay. Don't get any ideas about Zoom there, buddy. Who, me? No. <laughs> you. I believe in paying money to do this job. Good. <laughs> paying significantly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if... um. I was thinking about it because I once again I had to fill my gas tank up here in, in the crossroads mm -hmm. to get to the hinterlands mm -hmm. halfway to, through the journey, mm -hmm. and I thought, okay, well, this is fifty bucks to fill this tank. That's COVID relief. I thought, okay, COVID relief is pretty cool because I can it can fill somebody's gas tank four times, right? At least five times. Five times. Excuse me. I would say uh, there goes my math. Yeah, I sit there rack out percentages like no problem, but I can't yeah. do. Five times 250. But let's do this, Bruce. Let's go through every coach and ask them to defer a payment. Then let's go to every professor, since athletics is such a vital part of the university and its operation for himself. Ask yep. them yeah. to defer a payment. If we're all in this Just together. Everybody across the board, 10%. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, guess what? We did that at Fox. We did that at yes. They did that at ESPN, right across the board, fifteen percent, and I happily did it. 
I don't. I, w- I mean, I'm not excited about it, but sure. they called and said, "Will you do this?" And I said, "Of course, I will." And everybody from the top guy, his name is at least the top guy that I know of, his name is Eric Shanks. Now his fifteen percent, Naikman's fifteen percent. It's a little less of a hit than my fifteen percent, but I happily did it, and I'm glad that everybody in in the company did it. So that's, I think, how you recapture some of those uh, funds that are lost because athletics is part, as Andy Geiger once said, it's a total student-athlete experience. That's right. It's not football Uber Alice. It, well. Andy. In my mind, it's, it's Andy's always greatest quote football ever. Uber Alice. It's not football Uber Alice. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> we all know it is. What, 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 what director of athletics, where, where, where did you go? Are you in the Ivy League? Which reminds me of a story from long ago. when Jim Delaney was a new Big Ten commissioner, a new Big Ten commissioner. And he came around every conference school to visit. And Mark Katz was covering the uh, Buckeyes for the Dayton Daily News at the time. And Delaney was standing up there in the meeting room at Ohio State, the big theatrical meeting room there where they have all the motivational sayings and they get the team mm-hmm. together. And Delaney was talking about uh, f- Big Ten and how well-rounded the Big Ten is and the, this sport and that sport and la, 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 and <laughs> building the whole picture and everything. And he goes, you know, the Big Ten is about so much more than football. It is uh, more than, more than, more than, more than football. <laughs> and Mark adds to his eternal credit. Raised his hand and he goes, Delaney said, are you saying football is not the most important thing in the conference? Oh, no, no, no. It's not the most important thing in the conference. (laughs) And Mark goes, you might want to look around you. Because he's standing right in the middle of the, you know, palatial Woody Hayes Athletic Center, Mm -hmm. which has only become bigger and more palatial since that time, which I admire. That that kind of questioning, searing uh, questioning by the media is uh, sorely missed these days. Yeah. Back when that was a real profession, and now it's just a flat out you, uh, joke. Denounced journalism. I have denounced it. Yes, it's done. D U N. It's D U N. Tom Brenneman. Yes. Uh, all right. We are going to have, we think, football, unless the Ivy League puts the kibosh on it for all the rest of us, which means that we'll get out on the field and there will be some sort of a Big Ten championship this year. Ohio State has won an unprecedented three consecutive Big Ten championships. Yeah. Who interrupts the streak and when? In other words, eventually, I assume, somebody among the 13 serfs in the conference is going to win the conference instead of Ohio State. I don't see that coming this year, uh, perhaps not anytime soon. But which team spiels when the streak for the Buckeyes ends will be the team that ends the streak? Penn State. Penn State. I do. I think uh, okay. they're the most capable of doing it. They've been the closest. I, I think it's arguably. They've been close, what, three years in a row? Yeah, I, I mean, that's what I, I think arguably they just are the team that's most competitive with Ohio State and gives Ohio State yeah. the most problem every single year. Do they not? They do, but I feel like Penn State, when they're playing Ohio State, is like a 16 seed in the NCAA tournament playing a one seed, mm. and they get to the second they get to the midpoint of the second half. There's 10 minutes on the clock, and the 16 seed is up five. And they start looking at the scoreboard going, look at what we're about yeah. to do. And except for the one time in history, it's never happened. And Penn State yeah. gets way ahead of Ohio State and starts scoreboard watching. And all of a sudden, Ben Victor gets free over the middle. And all of a sudden, Braxton Miller makes a touchdown out of what looks like a loss. And all of a sudden, a Penn State punt gets blocked by Denzel Ward. 
And all of a sudden, JT Barrett heats up and finds Marcus Ball for a game-winning touchdown. And just and all of a sudden, James Franklin starts doing James Franklin things. Or JT like Barrett. not giving the ball to Trace McSorley. Yeah. So it's like, it just seems like they find ways to blow it. Yeah, I, I really think... Uh, but you're asking me a question. I can't yeah. think of any other team in the Big Ten. Well, it's interesting a, you didn't say Michigan, which is a reflection. I can't think of a more, and I wouldn't say them either. I can't think of a more indictable statement than we say, well, who's going to interrupt Ohio State's Big Ten championship run? And I've asked this question of several people. Nobody What's Is Michigan. the consensus Penn State? Yeah, Penn State's the consensus. I go no. off the board, I'm going to say Mel Tucker in Michigan State. Because you can get anybody in there. <laughs> That's what are you talking about? You That's, can get anybody in there. You just can. That's the Harvard of the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't, can get anybody into Michigan State. Really? Yes. All right. And it's not going to be Michigan. I doubt that Penn State can close it out. So I'm going to say it's Michigan State. Uh, no. Once every the, the whole, like, Wisconsin-Ohio State thing is... A, a facade. Com- a complete mismatch of speed and athleticism. Yeah. And uh, and Bucky the Badger can hang in there for a half, and then Ohio State goes back to the locker room, and they're like, okay, <laughs> the game started at 7 tonight instead of 8.30? All right, let's go out and win this. But isn't that a statement on the dominance that has been built with Coach? I mean, I mean, seriously, you go back with what Cooper – go back to when – obviously after my days of playing, but – with John, Co- with John Cooper, the type of player, mm-hmm. he upgraded the type of player. Would you agree with he that? He became the guy who all of a sudden Ohio State started having Dominant. multiple NFL top draft picks. Right. You know, people can think Urban started that. Urban did not start that. No, it starts, with, started it starts with, with John Cooper. Look at all the early entries that Coop lost. Right. Tons of them. And, and Trest did it and won a national yeah. championship, but he did it a different way. Different doesn't, way. doesn't make it right or wrong. It was just different. Yeah. Then Urban took what Trest had going and what Cooper started building and elevated yep. it. And he we said the SEC this. mindset. Too. When Ryan Day took over for Urban Meyer, we said the biggest challenge that Ryan Day is going to have is to be able to, I think the biggest challenge is, I don't want to speak for you, I think the biggest challenge is, is to be able to maintain the level of talent mm-hmm. that Urban brought in over his six years, seven, seven years here as Ohio State uh, coach. Yeah, um, and it's uh, that's it. That's the what's been so dominant about it, and the number of Ohio State players that come out in the in the NFL and how they just keep coming, and it's interesting. Because the story you were telling about playing Penn State or about playing Wisconsin, how many teams can truly say that? Okay. And think of the fan base mindset when I say this. Ohio State's down five in the fourth quarter. Penn State has a ball on the Buckeyes' 40-yard line. Ohio State's okay, no problem. We've got this. Mm-hmm. And they always pull it out. Yep, They find a way to win because there's always – somebody that steps up to make the play. And I was thinking about this when you were talking about, oh, there comes Benjamin Victor across Mm -hmm. the middle, right, to make a great catch or whatever the scenario that you painted may be. But Ohio State never relies on just one guy. You never know who it's going to be. To make a play. They have multiple guys that step up and make plays. Last year it was Chase Young. I remember 
when when Chase Young was a freshman, oh man, that kid has a chance to be pretty mm-hmm. good, right? Did anybody think? I didn't think that Chase Young was going to develop into a Heisman Trophy candidate, number nope. two pick overall. Nope. But they always do that, and that's a credit to Ohio State itself. It's a credit to the coaches. It's a credit to the position coaches. And I love the fact that when Gene took the reins off of, and I think maybe this might have started with Urban, on we're not paying assistant coaches millions of dollars. Yeah, Gene said we're not. That was when the SEC started buying the best coaching staff. So what did Urban do? What do you think Urban went? How do you think that meeting went? Here's what we're paying people, Gene. (laughs) Whatever you say, Urban. This is... I mean, so, but the beautiful thing about Urban Meyer, and this was a quote by Rod Woodson. I don't know if you heard his story that Rod Woodson um, said former that. Former Purdue great, former Steelers great. Pro Football Hall of Famer, pro right? Pro Football he Hall of Famer. Coached Rod in Woodson. the NFL. And, and Rod says that some, his statement was that some head coaches in the NFL don't want Hall of Fame assistant coaches because they want to be the only alpha dog. Mm-hmm. True alpha dog coaches don't care. Correct. They hire the best. They hire the best. And I got to tell you, and with Urban, and you can go through his assistant coaches, and when you work for a coach like Urban that's so demanding, people were always saying how demanding he was on his players. Yes, of course he is, and I love that. Mm -hmm. I love the fact, uh, you know, he didn't cultivate and develop relationships with 85 guys. He might have had some with some of the players. Uh but he was the same way with the coaches, demanding. But if you're getting paid, one of the highest paid assistant coaches in in the world, you better produce. Yep. So and Ohio State has. I don't. Yeah. Now they have four or five guys right at a million a year. Yeah. Assistant coaches. Yeah. Yeah. Kerry Combs, one point four million leads at Madison, wow. makes a million. Larry Johnson can't is, hide money. I think Larry Johnson might be just under, but with you know the easily attainable bonuses they have if they pay them. Uh, he'll be over a million. Stadrawa is very close. Um, so if they do negotiate the uh, 15% reduction in the uh, coaches' salaries, Ohio State will need a good attorney. Perhaps they'll go with our friends at Willis Spangler Starling. Willis Spangler Starling located in Hilliard. They can help you with whatever legal issues that crop up in your life. Workers' compensation, Social Security, disability, wills, and estate planning, personal injury, employment law, you name it, they can do it. Willis Spangler Starling online. WillisAttorneys.com. Ready for the faith portion of the podcast? Uh, did you want to talk about Gundy real quick or not? Oh, yeah, Mike Gundy. Yes, 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 Mike Gundy. Um, I wonder if Mike – I don't know if Mike Gundy's going fishing on uh, July the 4th. I'm pretty sure if he goes, he won't be wearing an OA T-shirt. Yeah. Because uh, this has uh, brought about an internal investigation of Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State. Um he uh, now says he was uh, an idiot for wearing an OAN T-shirt, which is uh, OAN is One American News. Uh, so an internal investigation at Oklahoma State of Mike Gundy and his relationship with his players, according to Mike Holder, their AD, quote, our internal review found that Coach Gundy needs to invest more time in building stronger relationships with his student-athletes. However, our review has uncovered no signs or indication of racism. After meeting with Coach Gundy, I am confident that he listened to his student-athletes. I believe he is genuine in his commitment to strengthening relationships with his players. I believe this will be a win for everyone. I'm looking forward to seeing the impact this will have on our team. I just don't know how that's possible. 
Relationships are cultivated between position coaches and players in a strength coach. The head coach is responsible for 85 guys. He can't have personal relationships unless he specifically coaches a position. The, per, the personal relationships or the relationships that have the strongest ties are, if you're head coach, are usually with uh, the part of the ball that you oversee or part of or know. For example, Urban had a great relationship with his quarterbacks. All head coaches usually have great relationships with their quarterbacks. All head coaches don't have great relationships with their defensive tackles or their linebackers or their corners, especially a guy like Ryan. Ryan working with the offense. It's his offense. He doesn't have time to build these relationships. That doesn't mean he doesn't see the kid, hey, stop by my office. Tell me how you're yeah. doing. But it, it, it can't be a daily thing. can't and have so, 85 high-maintenance guys on your team. So, You've got a disaster you know, of a team. I, I mean, I think Oklahoma State, obviously, Mike Gundy is not a racist. Okay, so you have to have an investigation to determine that he's not a racist, which is a joke in my opinion. I don't know how I'm, you prove that. I don't I don't. I'm not racism is a state of mind. I'm not. A, I'm not that. a fan of Mike Gundy. I. I mean, I. I don't like him. I don't dislike him. I just. I see things differently than he does when it comes to football, and you know my. You like defense? No, I'm not a fan because <laughs> his super secret practice he wouldn't let me in. Oh, and, okay. And, and so you know how I feel about that yeah. because, but that's. I know that he's a really good football coach. He's done a lot of good things for Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State was at one time an awful, awful yeah. program. And they weren't – Mike Gundy has brought consistency to that program. He's won as many – or he's run pretty close to more games than, like, the three coaches before him combined. So – and they didn't have bad coaches. They had Jimmy Johnson. Uh, they had Les Miles. Two national championship coaches, yeah. and Mike Gundy's done a pretty good job there. And by the way, he's a former Oklahoma State quarterback. Yeah, but so before before would... those guys, they weren't very good. No, they were not, not at all. So, but they've turned out some great players over the years. Barry Sanders being one of them. Thurman Thomas. Thurman Thomas. Yes, indeed. Uh, all right, July the fourth tomorrow. Um, this will be an interesting July the fourth because of where we are in our country right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Often you hear God and country linked. Uh, I will link them, but I will note that God is first, (laughs) and he should be first. And I believe that our founders, one of the biggest misnomers in the founding of our country is that the separation of church and state means that there can be no acknowledgement of religion by the government. That is completely and totally antithetical to what our founders acknowledged and made a part of our country when they founded it. The separation of church and state means that there is no one religion that receives the endorsement of the government of the United States as the official religion of the state. Like in England, there was an official church of the Church of England, country of England. It's called the Church of England, yeah. wasn't it? And so we, we rebelled against that. We you know, fought for our freedom. We fought for the freedom to worship however we want, but there's no religion endorsed by the state. But the mere fact that we had prayer in schools, the Ten Commandments in schools, things like that, obviously that would not have happened if our founding fathers 
were intent on eliminating it from the beginning. And since this is half my podcast, I get to give my opinion. And as I was thinking about the downward spiral of our country in terms of our relationships with each other and everything, uh, because I filter everything in my life through the prism of my faith in Jesus Christ as my eternal Savior and as the living Son of God, it is not a mystery to me that we have started to go down a horrible road in our country the further away we get from acknowledging God and his sovereignty in our life. And some of the current movements that are out there right now that are about retribution and paybacks and reparations and things like that are not concepts that God endorsed. The Bible says that Jesus laid aside his deity. He didn't give it up. He laid it aside. He did not come to be served. He came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. He did not treat uh, his de- uh, you know achievements as something to be grasped. He did not come to exalt himself on earth. He came to serve men and to serve women and to provide a way for us to be forgiven for our sins. So that is the attitude that we have to have as Christians. But our founders, I believe, were blessed by God with their insight on so many brilliant things, like the Electoral College, like the fact that we have a Congress that makes the laws where there's a way that the states with a lot of people get a bunch of representatives in the, in the House of Representatives, but every state gets two senators. So there's equality, but there's also you know representation according to your population. Those are all brilliant concepts that I do not believe our founders came up with on their own. I believe they were blessed by God. The you know the judicial branch, the executive branch, the legislative branch, the separation of powers. It's not an accident to me that our country was founded on brilliant principles because, as Proverbs will tell you, wisdom was the first creation of God and of Jesus. Wisdom. And I believe our founders were wise men because they acknowledged God's presence in their life. So, a couple things. I heard it said once, and I kind of agree with this, and it might be the same to some people, but I look at it differently. The um, separation from church and state, I guess, was meant to keep, and I agree with this, keep the state out of the church, not the church out of the state. Yes. And I, I think that's so true. Uh, I, and the wisdom thing, one of my biblical heroes, and when I get to heaven, I would like to ask him one question, would be Solomon, right? Mm-hmm. God granted Solomon anything he wanted. Mm-hmm. And wisdom, uh, no, Solomon wrote most of Proverbs, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so... Wisdom was what Solomon wanted, which I thought was really cool. So anyway. God thought it was cool, too. And God said, since you didn't ask for wealth, since you didn't ask for power, since you didn't ask for all those things, but you asked for wisdom, that's very pleasing to me. So I'll give you all the rest. Yeah, there you go. And Solomon screwed it up. That's like the price is right when you hit that thing at the end. What's that called? Showcase showdown. Showcase showdown. Within 100 bucks, you get both showcases. Yeah, so... That's God gave both showcases. If you don't believe me on wisdom, go to Proverbs 8.22, where he's talking about wisdom. The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was appointed from eternity, from the beginning, before the world began. 
when there were no oceans, I was given birth, when there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills, I was given birth, before he made the earth or its fields or any dust of the world. I was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundary so the waters would not overstep his command, and when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was the craftsman at his side. Wow. There you go. Well done. That's uh, tough to, to beat. You came prepared today. It's a little surprising, but I'm pleased. I came prepared on the spiritual side. Yeah. You know, all this stuff you were throwing at me, all the headlines on the NFL side when we got here. I'm awesome. like, oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait to do your show prep, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So I apologize. Uh, couple things. Um, how are you managing being solo? You miss your family? I do miss them terribly, but I love connecting with them at night on the phone and hearing about the fun that they're having. Okay. I'm just so thrilled for them that they're out there. And it was unseasonably cool in Arizona for the first week and a half that they were there. Now it's getting, you know, 110 with mm-hmm. 15% humidity. Nice. I love that. still better than here uh, as we're in the midst of... The hotter, the better for nine, me. Me too. Nine straight 90-degree days or something like that, yeah. which it doesn't bother me a bit. I was outside working all day yesterday. and You're getting I, things I'm, done? I'm getting some things done. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got a couple uh, projects I hope to wrap up by the time they get home. I read this verse often, and speaking of Proverbs, it comes from our friend Solomon, and it ties nicely into your wisdom. And when I read this, I thought of you, because often when I read Bible verses, I think of you. <laughs> Sometimes that's most times. I just, I'm just curious to your answer, because I actually put this into practice, and I kind of want to talk to parents out there in communication with your kids and how to get things done and how to accomplish the goals without necessarily proving that you're right. Mm -hmm. And the practices that I've tried to put into place, and by no means do I do it 100% of the time, but I'm aware. And in this day and age of one-upsmanship or I'm smarter than you or I'm, I can cut you deeper than you can cut me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read this this morning and I said, this applies to me, but it can also apply to my friend Bruce, mm-hmm. who uh, I like to think that we have each other's back as far as, hey, you, you meant what you said about that or what you mean by that? Mm-hmm. So it's this. Proverbs 15, 1. And I wouldn't want you, can you pull your Bible out yeah. again? I want you to read it. Okay. Very good. It won't be unfamiliar to me, although I can't <laughs> cite it off the top of my head, because what I what I do is I read the chapter of Proverbs that corresponds to the date yeah. of the month. So today I'll be reading Proverbs 3. Proverbs 15, 1. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Amen. Isn't that so true? Amen. Isn't that so? I, I mean, learned that years ago when I started interacting with listeners on email, and they'd read <laughs> me the riot act, and, and I tried, like, it's okay, you know, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. I didn't often do that, but sometimes I did. And then their answers would be like, oh, I'm really sorry that I said what I said. And yeah. it, that's absolutely true. A harsh word stirs up it, anger. But, Gentle answer turns away wrath. But even think about, um, like, at, apply that to parenthood. Mm hmm. And we had this discussion. We hit, do as I say, shut your mouth. I'm the parent. You're the child. You know, do what I tell you. And so I think communicating 
it's such a great way to communicate mm -hmm. without getting it helps not making emotional decisions because when anger is stirred or you're harsh with somebody the fences usually go up and that is so wise it is if you're able to apply it i wish i were able to apply it 100 percent of the time i know that you are much better at um, applying proverbs 15 1 to your professional life i don't know about your personal life because i'm not here but i'm sure it's very similar and I am much better and much improved. And that's probably from my biblical growth, living a spiritual life, probably my biggest improvement um, in what, what I'm constantly working on because we're prideful people. You're a prideful guy. Yeah. I, I am extremely prideful. And most people that I know and deal with are prideful. And that's a right. that's a sin, and that's a temptation we all fight. So Tendency anyway, I thought fight. it was that's it's just it's just such a great reminder. It is, so. it definitely is. Thank you for that. Proverbs fifteen one: A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So we'll leave you with that on a Friday. We hope you have a phenomenal Fourth of July. Please celebrate. I am. Please celebrate. I got my big flag out like I always do, and. I have lots of little flags that I'm going to plant along the side Great. of the driveway. I, I'm thank God every day that I live in this country. Amen to that. Amen to that. And uh, we'll figure it out. Pray for our country. Pray for our president that he'd come to faith, be a different person. Whether that gets him reelected or not, I don't care. But uh, I want everybody who does not know Jesus as their Savior to come to know him because, believe me, from personal experience, it makes a radical transformation in your life. And it is uh, the only way to find true but, riches in life. And the cool thing is, the transformation doesn't stop. Because right. you are, I am a different person than I was yeah. 15 years ago or 10 years ago when we first met. You're yeah. a different person. Amen. You're always growing every day from having things chipped off of you and pruned off of you and sliced off of you and hacked John, off of you. If you're, if you're not busy, read John 15... Five, where it talks about that. I am the vine. You are, are yeah, I'm the vine. You're the branches. Right. So. Great verse. Great verse. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again on Monday. Follow us Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, the We Tackle Life podcast.